I've been thinking about leadership and it's come out of the scripture about the good shepherd. It's come out of the scripture of the good shepherd because that's an important scripture. Um, it's in St. John chapter 10 verses 11 through 16. St. John chapter 10 verses 11 through 16. Um, I, I'm just so happy about this particular scripture because it tells us of his loving kindness towards us. Tells us how he cares. He talks us about the relationship between him and us. Right? He's not left the care and, and attention of us to an angel like he could have. And they could have probably got the deliverance done. But he said, no, no, no. I'm going to do this. I'm not putting this to anybody else. Gabriel, as, sure, as powerful and as wonderful as Gabriel, I'm sure, is. I'm not trusting you with this job. I'm the good shepherd. Man, you, when you look at the revelation and see what angels are capable of, it is quite astronomical, powerful, spiritually and physically. But he didn't leave your care of you in their hands. This is what he said in St. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. He said, I am the good shepherd. You got a message from Gabriel, but he wasn't the shepherd. He was the messenger. Right? As powerful and as strong as Michael the archangel is, he didn't send him. He said, I'm the good shepherd. <laughs> the good shepherd does what? Gives his life for his sheep. Man, that's love immediately to suggest that your life is worth more than his life. <sighs> that he would come into flesh, that he would carefully construct flesh, come into it, create all the limitations around flesh for himself, yes, yes. and then say once he's created that flesh, it's so that you can live and I die. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Verse 12, but he that is in hireling, this is why I didn't, I didn't subcontract the job out. <laughs> he is subcontracting the job, can, can sometimes save you money, but it also can create additional heartache and problems. Now I've, you've, now I've got an extension done to my house, and I talked to the guy I thought was supposed to do the job. He says, you know, I didn't do it. I actually let somebody else do it. Then you go talk to the subcontractor of the subcontractor, and you say, hey, my house roof is looking terrible. I need you to come out. He says, oh, actually, I didn't do it. It's not my job. I sent it to somebody else. And by the time you've reached who actually got paid for the job, you've just ruined your house because it's been leaking this whole time. Yeah. He said, I didn't get a hireling to do the job of being the good shepherd for you. I didn't trust anybody else. I did this myself. <laughs> I didn't pay anybody. I didn't influence anybody. I didn't put anybody up to it. I did this myself. Why? Because if a hireling came to do it, he, the hireling's like, I'm only going to put into this the amount I'm being paid for the job. When I was doing my kitchen a few years ago, um, it's been a couple of years now, remember when we did our kitchen? We did started doing the kitchen ourselves. Here's the thing about if a contractor had probably got halfway through like I did and saw the mess, he could have just walked away. Right? It's not his house. He got halfway through the job, walks away because it's too much of a mess. I can't walk away. The best I can do is go up to my bedroom and get some rest. Because I'm going to be doing this tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And come back. 
So when we were a month into the job, I'm thinking, why did we do this? But I'm also saying to myself, have a guess what? I'm going to be doing this tomorrow because this is my house. Right? Amen? So what does Jesus do with us? He can't just throw us away. This is his house. <laughs> He's purchased us now. He's not going to quit or give up. He's not a subcontractor. He was the one who owns us. I'm so grateful. Don't subcontract me out. I want to be the thing that you love. I could have no choice but to get the job done. If I was ever going to have any peace in my house, I would fix the problem. <laughs> I want you to know that the Lord's never quitting on you. That's a word right there. That's a word right there. Oh my. He's oh my. not a hireling. He's not a subcontractor. This is his house. He's going to fix everything in this house because he has to live in his house. He, I am making room for him here. This is his place. He's going to take care of me. He's going to fix me. He's going to resolve me. This is his house. Amen. I want you to lean into this idea. He's not a hireling. This is his work. So what does he go on to say then? <laughs> but he that is a hireling and not a shepherd, whose own the sheep are not. He doesn't even own the sheep. He's not his sheep at all. He's saying, man, that wolf looks awfully big. That lion looks aw and this isn't even my sheep? And you were only paying me $2 an hour? I am out, I'm done. But the person whose sheep this is, he's saying, if you kill my sheep, I've got nothing else. Here's the thing about being a savior. If you don't save, you can't be a savior. <laughs> so when Jesus comes along, He's not giving up on us because what? He is a savior. If you take away shepherd from a sheep, sheep from a shepherd, all you have is just a dude standing there. He's not anything. He's not a shepherd anymore. He's just a guy standing there. Why is Jesus not giving up on you? He is a savior. He can't stop saving you. If he stopped saving you, he'd stop being a savior. Amen? You think he's going to quit now after having endured the cross, having endured the shame. You think he's going to quit now because you tripped over a little bit? You think he's going to quit now just because you had a really bad thought the other day that couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly please him. If he was going to quit, he would have quit when they slapped him in his face. If he was going to quit, he would have quit when they put the crown of thorns on his head. If he was going to quit, he would have quit when he was on his way to the cross. You are no challenge to him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope you're seeing what I'm saying here. He is the Savior. He is the Savior. Oh my goodness. There are wolves coming into your lives. I know you're scared of the wolves. He's not intimidated by the wolves. Look what the scripture says. It says, but he is an, that is an hireling and not a shepherd whose own sheep are not. Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep 
and fleeth, takes off, runs. He's not hanging around when he sees the wolf. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. That's what happens when somebody's not fully invested in the sheep. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen the situation where somebody's house is burning down and they're doing everything that they can do to uh, but the people who are the neighbors they're like they're standing on the outside like let's wait for the fire be great why it's not their house i'm not risking my life for your house right i'm gonna be like y'all it's risking life and limb for stuff that i don't own but jesus is saying that's mine i don't know if you've ever had friends that only show up when it's a good day. But when it's your bad days, they are nowhere close. Fair weather friends. Jesus is saying, I'm not a fair weather savior. No, sir. Wow. Come on, sir. Come on, on, preach. Yes, sir. You you may need some friends that are there when you're on a good day. But I need those friends that are there with me on the worst day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Jesus is saying, there's going to be some wolves that are coming for you. There are going to be some wolves that are going to try to destroy you. Yes, come on. That wolf may just look like a job. That wolf may look like a family member sometimes, if we're honest. Come on, sir. Yes, sir. That wolf may look like stress and strain and depression. That wolf may look like that bill that is due. But the Lord is saying, no matter how much wolves come at you, I'm not going anywhere. You're my sheep. I love him. You wonder why I love the Lord so much? It's because he loves us with this kind of passion, with this kind of love and endurance. He's seeing the wolves coming and he's telling you how people who are not the shepherd are gonna act. But that's not gonna be him. Amen? He says in verse 13, the hireling runs. I was looking at a HGTV the other day and they showed these subcontractors. They showed these people who had had subcontractors who, contractors who came in and did a job for them on their house. It could be an extension, it could be anything, doors, putting in, windows, whatever. And for whatever reason, when they got into the job, it got too much for them to finish, right? So they got, they said, oh man, this job was, I quoted you 5,000, you've given me 4,000 to get started, and I've opened it all up, and now the job is actually 15,000. And if you can't come up with it, well, I can't finish the job, right? That's the, and then this other guy comes in and just acts like a savior to these people. He says, look, I'll fix the job. I'll, I'll finish the job for you. That's the whole premise of the story, right? Is that he's coming in after these contractors have abandoned you to help you fix the house. And sometimes people are with good meaning coming to your life thinking that they can help, but they're not necessarily there for the long haul. Like they're there when day one problems come and they're helping as best they can. Day two problems, yes, they're still there, but now they're getting impatient. Now they're getting like, why aren't you getting your own life together? Day five comes and they cannot be found via text, social media, Facebook, they're gone. Right? The problem that they've unearthed in your life is too much for them. But I'm here to tell you, it's not too much for him. He's not abandoning you now that the full weight of this job is understood to him. Now that's when his gear kicks in. This is, not, this is his whole wheelhouse. 
This is his speciality. The jobs that you can't finish, he finishes for you. This is my savior. This is my God. Hallelujah. Blessing the name. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling. He has no investment in you. Doesn't even really love you. Certainly doesn't love the sheep. Right? He says, and careth not for the sheep. Jesus goes on in verse 14 to say this. He repeats what he said in verse 11. He started this by saying, I am the good shepherd. He explains to you what a bad shepherd looks like and then says, hey, what? I am the good shepherd. I love that. Whenever the Lord repeats something in scripture, pay good attention. He's telling you something. That's not me. That's right. I am not a hireling in your life. I am the savior in your life. Oh, you've got some things that are there temporarily. Your job, as good as you may think your job is, trust me when I say it is not your savior. I love my wife to death and she loves me, but she cannot ever be my savior. It just won't work like that. She doesn't have the ability, endurance, or frankly the credentials to be my savior. She can be my wife every day from now until we both gone. But my savior that is only reserved for him. Amen. The hireling fleeth. Look one day, no matter how good a friend is, they're gonna go. But he's saying, I am the good shepherd. There's something about the persistence and the permanence of what he said, I am the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. My nature is the good shepherd. (laughs) I love when the I am's of Christ get compared to the I am's of the eternal savior because the exact same I am. I am he who was and is and is to come. He said, I am, not I was or I will be. I am the good shepherd. Present tense for you English teachers. This is a present tense. He's telling you right now, in your life, he is the present savior and shepherd. You don't have to wait, you don't have to qualify, you don't have to get your credits in order, you don't have to look up your credit score, you don't have to look up a particular job. He is, amen, right now, the good shepherd. Now look what he didn't say. He didn't say the wolves will never show up. <laughs> Even with a good shepherd, the wolves are gonna show up. But what he guarantees you, what he absolutely says to you, is that I won't quit. <laughs> the wolves are on their way right now. The hireling will leave. But the Jesus I know will never leave you, nor forsake you. Hallelujah, glory to God. Won't leave. This isn't even the message I came to preach today, but this is what the Lord wanted to preach. I had a whole nother subject. (laughs) That must be for next week. Amen. Here he says, I am the good shepherd. And what does he say about the good shepherd? No. What is one of the characteristics of the good shepherd? I know my sheep. I know them. Meaning there are no surprises with him and you. Your relationship is not surprising him. Yes, yes. Your bad days are not surprising him. Thank you, Jesus. When you wandered away for a few months and a few years from Christ, 
that didn't surprise him. The other thing that didn't happen when you wandered away is he didn't stop being the good shepherd. Hallelujah. He doesn't stop being he who he is because you stop being who you are. Yes, 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 yes. A good shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. I don't need you to be good sheep for me to be good shepherd. I don't need you to be good sheep for me to be a good shepherd. Whatever you do, no matter how far you go, no matter who comes in, I remain and still will be the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Look, you all need to understand something about the nature of our God. He's not changing because your attitude changes. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, preach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. His efficacy doesn't go down because you get worse. In fact, I would say, as you do get worse, he gets better. Yes. Come on, sir. Come on, preach. He gets even better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my. Oh, my. Paul said, my strength, you said his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Paul was basically saying, when I acknowledge the parts of me that are not strong, he gets to come in and make up the difference. Hallelujah. So then, I'm okay with being weak if it means the glory of the Lord is going to be in my life. Uh, he said, the good shepherd know my sheep. He knows you. Knows your strengths. Knows when you're going to go off the path a little bit. Knows when that one sheep is kind of, kind of moving away a little bit. He's out of the safety of the shepherd, of the sheep. And he knows how to go get them and bring them back. And this is the other thing he says. This is what I am here to do every single week. And it says in the last part of verse 14, and am known of mine. <laughs> Here's the thing that I'm doing every week. I am letting you know who he is in relationship to you. That's important. Because if you think he's just a friend just like everybody else, you will assume on day five of your problem that he's not going to be around. And I'm here to remind you every week, every chance I get, he is the good shepherd and he always will be. Amen? He's the good shepherd and always will be. All right. Verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and lay down my life for the sheep. He's basically saying here, I'm doing exactly what the eternal spirit, which brought me into existence, exactly wanted for you. I am here because the Lord, the eternal spirit, wanted to save himself a people. Verse 16, and other sheep I have. He's talking to a very specific set of people. And he's saying to them, you're my sheep. I'm a good shepherd of you, but I need you to know something. Other sheep I have. Like they ain't all here yet. They're not all hearing this yet. Which means he's asking them 
to make sure that they don't forget about the she sheep that aren't listening to his voice right now. Why am I here as the pizza box every week? Because I need to remind you. Come on, sir. Come on. I need to remind you that his word is true. And if he said he's the good shepherd, he always will be, and he won't fail. He says, other sheep I have, which are none of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. There was an expectation from Jesus. See, this is what disciples are. Disciples are like apprentices. Disciples are people who are, I'm following you, with the intent to be more like you, yes. so I can do what you're doing. Yes. Yes, that's it, that's it. And Jesus is saying there are people, I've just preached this word, and there are people who are not hearing it right now. Right. And his disciples are there to listen to Jesus, yes, hear his words, replicate them into his own life, so that they can have the voice that Jesus just said to somebody else, so that they know that there's a shepherd out there for them. Yes. He's telling them that the shepherd, there are sheep right now, who are nowhere near me, yes, who sir. you're gonna have to get. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is the challenge for us. I'm a pizza box, <laughs> just like you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. You've gotta get the word now yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There are other people who didn't hear this particular message this morning. Yes, now we have a podcast, we're pushing that out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But in your hands, yes, this one word yes, becomes seven, yes, sir. right? right? Yes. In this, in this chance, we've got to replicate what it is we're doing. Yeah. Now this one word, and remember, I'm saying this is one word, I got the pizza given to me, I'm giving you slices, yes, you go out give this, and yes. maybe I'm ruining the whole met metaphor. But you understand my point. This is all about delivering the word to people who need it. People who have been failed repeatedly by their friends, by their family, by the system that was supposed to take care of them. And Jesus is standing there saying, I am the good shepherd. We have to remind each other that he is the good shepherd. I'm not the good shepherd, he is the good shepherd. And I'm so blessed, I'm so thankful, I'm so grateful, I'm so in love with the good shepherd. He is a wonderful savior and I want you to go into this week with all confidence that the good shepherd is with you. He will never fail you. I wanna just read the one that's starting, the verse 11 and verse 14 again. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, verse 14, he said it again, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his words.